The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. You believe it's November 1st already? Wow, where does the time go? It's incredible. Halloween's already behind us. Uh, before we know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then start of the new year again. It just goes by at an unbelievable speed. 888 Uh Of course, yesterday there was a, a significant terrorist attack. A extremist Islamist terrorist attack in New York City. Where um, a man from, where was it? Uzbekistan ran down some uh, bicyclists and pedestrians uh, along 17 Manhattan blocks. And he'd obviously uh, pledged his allegiance to ISIS. He uh, entered the bicycle path at Houston Street and drove downtown, knocking down victims before smashing into a school bus on Chambers Street. Then he got out of the out of the van or the truck and started shouting Allah Akbar. He waved a paintball gun in one hand and a pellet gun in the other and was shot in the abdomen by a police officer. He's now out of surgery. Police are waiting for him uh, to question him. He should be a gold mine, hopefully. Hopefully, because usually these guys are dead at the end of their rampage. We finally got one that's alive, and uh, so he'll be... He'll be interrogated uh, intensely, is my guess, and hopefully we'll get some good information out of him. Mm. Eight, at least eight people were killed, 15 injured, including one child in critical condition. Uh, so he is a uh, Uzbekistan native. He's lived in the United States for seven years. He ran, he, he ran two trucking companies and was a friendly Uber driver, according to some people. One of his friends um, from Uzbekistan, who was a roommate here uh, with him, said he's a very good guy. He's very friendly. He's like a little brother. He looked at me like big brother. Yeah, when you kill eight people and uh, wound 15, uh, you're, not, you're not a good guy. Not a good guy. Said he'd been working as an Uber driver in New Jersey this summer. And the uh, alleged terrorist had driven him, his wife, and their five children to JFK uh, to JFK's uh, airport to the JF, New York's JFK airport during a recent trip to their home country. Very friendly, good with kids. He said, "My kids like him too. He's always playing with them." Just, I mean, how do these guys turn into monsters? Yeah, when when they can be totally normal to people. And and fine with their friends and don't seem like homicidal maniacs. And then they turn and and run down eight people. And even more strange is the fact that he was in this country for seven years. You just said he ran two trucking companies. So he's yeah. not just over here just, you know, bumming off the government for survival. He's actually making something of his life. Mm-hmm. So what? It's very strange. Just yeah, new it is. It, it really is strange. Um. Here he is. Uh, we ha- actually have some cell phone footage of him running from the police. Uh, here's here's a look at that. This is the actual terrorist. 
running across the street, police in pursuit. It's amazing what we see now with yeah. with cell phone technology, cameras everywhere. It's really incredible. There's almost no situation that we're not witnesses to anymore. Um, hmm. CNN, and this is interesting because CNN loves to give a description of the shooter when mm-hmm. they're white. When uh, they didn't pause at all with the Las Vegas shooter. Talked all about him, who he was, uh, what his name was. Oh, we knew his name before the sun came up that day. We probably knew his name before he was dead. I mean, <laughs> CNN was happy, only too happy to tell you this is a white guy shooting these people. Uh, but here's the reporter for CNN not giving a description of the shooter in custody. And so now he's at uh, Bellevue Hospital. Uh, police know who he is. They have a description of him. I'm not going to share that at the moment. Why? Uh, but they have. They are. They know what? who he is. Uh, he is alive at the moment. Uh, and basically, uh, it looks like you know they're going to try and talk to him. Uh, and and the re- I'm going to stop right there on, in terms of all the information. But that is what uh, we okay. can report at this moment. <laughs> that's, that's what we can report at this. No, it's what? Not. What are you talking? Why are why are you not going to report that? What do you mean you're not going to report that at this moment? <laughs> that is unbelievable. If, again, if that was a white guy, and we've seen this a million times, when it is a white guy with an American or an English-sounding name, they give it freely and openly and tell you everything they could possibly know about him. They're already interviewing the victims or, or the uh, perpetrator's widow. <laughs> they know what school he went to. They know the grades he got. And they're perfectly willing to share all of it. Oh, I know what it was. Look, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just didn't want their anchors having to say, say, follow Habibulavik Saypov. That could be the reason. Maybe that's the reason, Pat. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great attempt at that, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. Are you yeah. being serious? No. Really? Uh, 888-933-93. 888 For his part... Uh, and to his credit, communist uh, Mayor de Blasio uh, was willing to call it an act of terror. Here's what he said. Based on the information we have at this moment, this was an act of terror. And Good for you. a particularly cowardly act of terror aimed at innocent civilians, aimed at people going about their lives who had no idea of what was about to hit them. We, at this moment, based on the information we have, we know of eight innocent people who have lost their lives and over a dozen more injured. We know that this action was intended to break our spirit. But we also know New Yorkers are strong, New Yorkers are resilient. And our spirit will never be moved by an act of violence, an act meant to intimidate us. I mean, that's a fairly strong statement from uh, Bill de Blasio. Knowing what he did, the guy is an Islamic terrorist, and he was willing to call it terrorism. So this guy, again, had moved here from Uzbekistan seven years ago. And now I, I don't know if he was already sympathetic to terrorist causes and maybe he was just waiting to be activated maybe that's 
why he was here for so long living a normal life and running two trucking companies that were located in Ohio. Uh, police say he most recently, even though he was he had companies in Ohio and he had he had, I believe, a driver's license that had a Florida address on it. They say he lived in Patterson, New Jersey. And they're now combing a Home Depot in Passaic, New Jersey, where he's believed to pick up the, to have pick up picked up the uh, truck and may have left his own vehicle. Um, just a really strange situation. He's he was apparently interviewed by the FBI in 2015. Court records show that he was stopped in Mount Mount Holly Springs, Borough, Pennsylvania. March 2015, provided an address in St. Charles County, Missouri, for that traffic violation. So he's been all over the place. He provided authorities with an address, though most recently in Patterson, New Jersey, pled guilty to a single charge of maximum length of a single trailer and paid fees associated with the citation. Um, so... All of this has prompted President Trump to insist again on more vetting of people that are coming from countries like this. I don't, yeah. Uzbekistan's not on the list, but maybe no. it should be. Yeah, I checked last night because I thought yeah, it's not. this would be too perfect. The man is trying. He is trying to do his job to protect America. He is, and he, and he promised Americans he would, and he's been stopped at every turn. He tried to, and a judge in Hawaii has stopped it three times now. Uh. Three times. We should be able to vet people more strongly that are coming from terrorist nations. We're under no obligation to let everybody who feels like it come to this country. You don't have a right to come to this country whenever you want to. We can keep you out. Every sovereign nation has that ability. And every every sovereign nation has that responsibility to try to keep people out who have bad intentions for them. And is there a country on earth where there's more people who are envious, uh, irritated with, uh, hate us more? Is any other country on earth hated more by terrorists? I doubt it. I doubt it. They don't like the fact that George Bush always used to say, they hate our freedom. <laughs> they hate us. They hate they hate freedom itself. <laughs> I, I don't know if they hate freedom itself, but they hate everything we stand for. They hate that we're a Christian Judeo country. Um, they, they hate the fact that, that women have the rights they do here. They hate the fact that you can be homosexual and not be pushed off the top of a building. They hate a lot of things about us. They hate our freedom. And I, I don't know, again, if that's exactly what they hate, but it's pretty clear uh, there are a lot of people. You know, let's say it's 1% of the people who are Islamic that have been radicalized. That's still millions of people. Yeah, and wasn't this a diversity visa or whatever it was on? Uh, they give out, what, uh, at least 50,000 of those a year uh, to nations mm -hmm. that don't look like us. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a great policy. Maybe we could work on changing that. Oh, no, that's right. We can't. And on the southern border, 300,000 people a year come here from uh, countries other than Mexico. 
Now that includes Colombia or South America, but it also includes places like Uzbekistan and Syria and Iran. Because everybody on this planet knows that they can sneak across our southern border without any problem. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we've got great guys like uh, Jonathan Dunn over in Ireland, right? And and he would love to come here in America. And a good guy, he's got a job waiting for him. A good as a job fact. waiting for mm-hmm. him. Loves this country, uh, praises this country every day. Uh, but nope, we won't allow him in. Let's. Uh, it's unbelievable. Paint your skin, sir, and then come on back and try again. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your call. Um, you know, preparedness is something I really believe in. You can be prepared with food. You can be prepared with a generator. You can be prepared with water. But you can also get prepared with a Gotenna Mesh network. Gotenna Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. uh, it's, It's incredibly light. I think it's four ounces. It clips on easily to your belt or your backpack or you just put it in your pocket. And then you've got an off-grid uh, network that means you can te- send texts and GPS locations without cell towers, routers, or satellites. So if all of those systems go down, you've got this. And when you think about the uh, recent spat of really bad hurricanes we've had and fires and the horrific events in Las Vegas and then last night in Manhattan, the ability to communicate with your loved ones is invaluable especially when cell communication is jammed or it goes down. And right now, when you go to gotenna.com and you use the promo code PAT15, you'll get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs of these. Create your own pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere, and your network won't go dark when central cell infrastructure fails. Don't wait till you need it to act. Do it now. Visit gotenna.com today. And, and save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's gotenna.com, gotenna, G-O-T-E-N-N-A, gotenna.com. We're joined now by Brad Staggs. You know what they say, Pat, you can never be too rich or too thin, right? Uh, I mean, you've heard that. But maybe. Mm. Uh, I might have heard it somewhere. Mm. But mm-hmm. did you know you can have too much earwax? <laughs> That's a thing. Right? It's true. <laughs> and and, and, and I, look, I'm just I'm here to tell you earwax is a good thing in moderation <laughs> because what it does is it protects your eardrum. It protects your ear from foreign particles. It, you know, it keeps uh, water from getting into your ear, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But when you have too much earwax and you end up like using a Q-tip, you know, you think you're doing a good thing. You get in there with the Q-tips. You end up pushing it back in there. That ends up getting a whole big old, like a, like a dam almost, mm. right up against your eardrum. I've had that happen to me, and it's no fun. It causes hearing loss, can cause things like tinnitus. I mean, a sense of being full in your ear, and what do you do? And it's just gross. It is just gross. I mean, I mean let's on. face it. Nobody really wants to think about it, but you should because... Hey, you really have a couple of options. But Brad, to, what can I do? <laughs> I'm glad I'm you asked, Brad. What, what can I possibly do you about it? You could go to the corner drugstore and buy one of those kits that honestly doesn't work. They and don't I can tell work. I've tried tell you, that. Yeah, me too. You could go to the doctor and pay a lot of money. I, I tried the candle. It set my head on fire. Right, oh, right. No. Uh, hashtag, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you need to go to usewaxrx.com and get their three-step kit. It's a, basically a little, a little uh, drops. You put them in your ear. It softens up the earwax. 
Then their specially designed squirt bottle delivers the perfect pressure and the perfect amount of water to flush out your ear. You follow that with the pH-conditioned rinse, and you have nice, soft, supple ears just like Jeffy. Supple. What can I tell you more than that? Go to usewaxrx.com, use promo code radio for free shipping, and get some clean ears before you run into problems. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. <laughs> hey, welcome. Uh, it is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, 888-900-3393. Well, another day and another uh, 38 people have been accused of sexual harassment. Yeah, that's a low day. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's crazy. Uh, every single day, there's something new. Uh, today, it's, well, several, but Jeremy Piven, <laughs> who's an actor I actually like. I think he's pretty funny in it. I, I've actually liked him when I've when I've seen his stuff, but uh, as these claims against Weinstein and Kevin Spacey continue to swirl, now Jeremy Piven, he who right now is on the new CBS drama uh, Wisdom of the Crowd, which I've never seen, but he's in the spotlight now. On Monday, reality TV personality actress Ariane Bellamar made specific accusations on social media that Piven groped her on the set of Entourage and at the Playboy Mansion several years ago. No, wait. Now, at the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> are you supposed to grope people? I know. <laughs> isn't that, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you lived here. <laughs> isn't that the point of the Playboy Mansion? Uh, maybe not. Maybe just have fun and mm-hmm. look at naked people. I don't know. <laughs> the network offered no additional details of what form or function any investigation was taking, but they are investigating it. And they're mulling the fate of the, I guess it's a mod, modestly rated series. Again, I've never seen it, so I, I don't know how good or how bad that series is. But uh, her statement was, she, she went to Twitter with the hashtag MeToo and said, Hey, Jeremy Piven, member when I tried to leave and you grabbed me by the ass, looked at yourself in the mirror and said, what a beautiful couple we made? Then she accused Piven of assaulting her another time at the Playboy Mansion. She wrote, uh, Jeremy Piven on two occasions cornered me and forcefully fondled my breasts and bum. Once at the mansion and once on the set. HBO responded, Today via press reports is the first we're hearing about these allegations concerning Jeremy Piven. Everybody at HBO and our productions is aware that zero tolerance for sexual harassment is our policy. Okay, but... Let's let's at least look into it and make sure it's true. I mean, can, can we at least ask that much? Can we just say, let's just be calm here for a second, take a deep breath. Somebody is going to eventually be falsely accused in one of these things. Maybe it's already happened. I don't know. Anyone experiencing uh, HBO continues, an unsafe working environment has several avenues for making complaints that we take very seriously. Now, this is the problem of Hillary Clinton's theory that everyone who claims this Mm -hmm. should be believed. Well, I'm not sure that's true. We should take it seriously. We should look into it. 
But we can't, you know, it's still America, I hope. And you're innocent until proven guilty. But the way people are, I mean, being destroyed. Uh, what's his face? Mark Halperin from NBC lost the NBC gig. Uh, HBO, he had something going on. Showtime, he had something going on. Uh, everybody dropped him. Every, everything he was involved with, he's not involved with any of it anymore. Although I think he kind of admitted it, so yeah. you know maybe he deserves that. But wow, it happens fast. And when? I mean, wh- how long does Jeffy avoid the the firefight? Here? It's a good question. We'll have to I mean, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Jeez, breaking the odds here. So there's Jeremy Piven. Okay. There is uh, also now Dustin Hoffman. There's a story that came out in, uh, you know, one of the Hollywood magazines. I, I, I don't know which one this is, but she accused him of pretty, pretty nasty sexual harassment um, when she was 17 years old and she was working on the set of Death of a Salesman. She says, he asked me to, speaking of Dustin Hoffman, he asked me to give him a foot massage on my first day on set. Hmm. I did. Um, wait, what? Okay, that might be a problem, you know, because I don't, are you? Your Honor. That's a, it's <laughs> kind of an icky, intimate thing to be doing with somebody, right. isn't it? It was a couple weeks before you I give started me a foot massage. Jeffy foot massages. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to know him at least seven days minimum, seven. right? Minimum. Mm-hmm. Touch. Can you imagine touching those feet of his? No, <laughs> I don't want to touch anybody's, maybe my wife's feet, but that's it. I don't touch feet at all. I don't even want to touch my own feet. Nope. At all. She says he was openly flirtatious. He grabbed my ass. He talked about sex to me and in front of me. One morning, I went to his dressing room to take his breakfast order. He looked at me and grinned, taking his time. Then he said, I'll have a hard-boiled egg and a soft-boiled clitoris. <laughs> that, does that work, ladies? Uh, she burst out la- His entourage burst out laughed, laughing. She left speechless. Then she went to the bathroom and cried. Nope. That's... Ugh. Then she talks about how, uh, you know, she loved being on set. She said, there was so much I loved about being on set. She, she loved taking John Malkovich's lunch orders and falling more deeply in love every time he spoke to me or said my name. Bonding with the crew as we work 16-hour days. Hearing Arthur Miller say my first two names, because her first name is uh, Anna and her, last, her middle name is Graham. So it's anagram because they sound like a word game. And that amused him. <laughs> Dancing the polka with Charles Durning, who made every room he entered a happier place. And yes, and listen to this. And yes, I loved the attention from Dustin Hoffman until I didn't. Well, that, that makes it kind of hard then, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because if he senses that you like it and you want him to... to flirt with you like that he's gonna keep doing it so how does he know when and where to draw that line right wow i don't know i mean this is gonna get a lot worse i guess before it gets any better but um you know he did apparently grab her multiple times uh and she eventually told him she just didn't like it and he stopped and then he was just really nice to her um so Again, uh, if you don't want this to happen, I guess you draw a firmer line at the very beginning with somebody, right? right? Maybe don't let the first day on the job, new coworker massage your feet. Maybe, yes. <laughs> or, or don't, 
even if they ask, you say no, thank you. Right. That's I, I don't. I don't rub people's feet, especially on the first day on set. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, no, and we, and we got the breaking news now. The NPR guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just you're right. How many? Yeah. You did. You know what? You and that did, was twenty years ago, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And and yeah. was it a job that it wasn't even? It's like a former job. So yes, it was a different job. And 20 years ago. So you joked, you know, half, halfway joked at the beginning of the show, 38, you know, people will be, uh, you know, accused today. Well, we're up to three mm-hmm. and we're only 28 minutes into the program. Well, and <laughs> and now back in the news is the situation that Peyton Manning was in 20 years ago at the University of Tennessee. Now, we already know about these. These are old accus- accusations, mm-hmm. but they're they're new again because... She's saying me too. Hey, wait a minute. I told you about this a long time ago and nobody took me seriously. We'll tell you what Peyton Manning had to say about this and what Peyton Manning's accuser had to say about it. Coming up. And your call at 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. reporter contacted Dustin Hoffman about the latest charges, the sexual harassment charges against him, and he said, I have the utmost respect for women and feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I'm sorry. It's not reflective of who I am. (laughs) If what she says is true, and apparently it is because he certainly didn't deny it, uh, it is reflective of who he is. You don't just do that. That's not your first time doing that. With a 17-year-old girl who shows up on the set on day one and that's what you're doing? Yeah, that's that's who you are at that point. Yeah. That's who you are. Uh, also, Peyton Manning, who I... I love Peyton Manning. Yeah. I, 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 he's so great. Oh, and yeah. I'd be really disappointed if this is true. Although, you know, he was 19 years old at the time. He, he's being accused of this. And it's... Uh, it's eh, kind of an icky story. He was being treated for an injury, and uh, here's what this woman says he did as she's treating him for some kind of injury to his foot. I was repulsed. I was scared. I was intimidated. I felt something on my face, and Peyton had pulled his shorts down and sat his his anus, his testicles mm. on mm. my face. Oh, boy. So I pushed mm. him up and out. He turned around, pulled his shorts back up. And what did you say to him? I called him an ass. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay, so the story is he's being treated for this and and it, something on his foot. And then she claims that he pulled his shorts down and then put those things on her face, uh, which is uh, really Icky, of course. And uh, he claims that 
a teammate had entered the training room and he was mooning the teammate. He pretty vehemently denies, uh, but um, the accuser continued to speak. Was the expression on Peyton Manning's face um, one of a smirk and a grin or more of a scowl? It was anger. It was violence. It was definitely a predator, um, intimidating, anger, violent eyes that he had. Mm. Again, he, he denies all this. I did not do what has been alleged, and I am not interested in relitigating something that happened when I was 19 years old. Um, and I kind of like my dad used to say when I was in trouble, I can't say it any plainer than that. I briefly pulled down my pants to so-called moon him. One, to one second, one and a half seconds, pulled my pants back up and continued with Jamie's examination of the bottom of my foot. Okay, well, if you did that, though, in the presence of this woman, that's still, mm-hmm. it's still not cool. Mm-mm. Should not have done that. I'm sure he understands that if this really happened the way he says it happened. Uh, but I, I don't know who to believe in this particular instance. I, I want to be I want to believe Peyton because I, I like him. His commercials are fantastic. He was a great quarterback. Seems like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Family man. All of those things. And it's kind of interesting because the accuser apparently got in touch with Peyton's mom at one point. Most recently, she left Peyton's mother a vulgar and extremely disturbing voicemail. Mm. Ms. Norwright should stop this abusive behavior. You called that number, and it was Archie's house, I think, right? And left a voicemail that did have some coarse language in it. I'm on Ambien, and I had sleptwalked and somehow found that number, and anger and Ambien is not a good combination. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Another little sketchy element to the whole thing, anger and ambient and making phone calls to Peyton Manning's mom. That's a uh, pretty uncool, too. Huh. So I don't know. Who's going to win this battle? I, who knows? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't see any sponsors dropping Peyton Manning for this. Uh, I think you'd have to have you'd have to have something conclusive because right now, isn't it? It's just his word against hers and nobody's ever going to know for sure what happened here. I don't know who the team... Has he ever named who the teammate was that he was supposedly mooning? I have never mooning? seen that myself. I'd like to hear from that person. Yeah. If that if that person could come forward and uh, tell us the actual story of what happened here, you know, maybe then you're on to something. Maybe then you can prove something. Yeah. One way or the other. 888-900-3393. Annette in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Oh, hello. I just... Hi. One, one fast thing I wanted to say about the Hollywood sexual harassment and all that other nonsense, mm-hmm. none of that is going to change until the public starts, uh, you know, stops going in to these movies or glorifying these actors and actresses that make millions of dollars for pretending, because basically it's all about the money. That's what the, the bottom line is. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Annette. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, because uh, people just love celebrities. Uh, it's a weird phenomenon, but... Uh, they do. They just they, anybody who's on TV. I mean, we've got a president who's president pr- because he was on TV. <laughs> Probably. I, mean, I don't. I I don't know what else qualified him for the position. Frankly, 
888 933 David in New Mexico. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hey, gentlemen. Um, there's a, another side of this that I don't hear being discussed uh, very much at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, y- yes, people like Harvey, Harvey Weinstein are indeed uh, pigs, and that's giving a bad name to pigs. But here's, a, here's a, something that happened to me, which makes it a little bit hard to have sympathy for some of these things that are going on. Um, several years back, I was researching uh, for a legal case. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a, uh, I was doing my own case. I was at the University of New Mexico Law Library in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I was uh, sitting at a table and uh, I, uh, doing my stuff, I, and I needed to get some copies made, so I went up and to the counter there and, and uh, asked that something be copied for me, which is a service they provide, and then they brought the copies to my table with, the cha- with my change, and when the, when the uh, woman who was working there, uh, like a 26-year-old grad law, school, law student, grad student type, came back with my change, I jokingly said, and I had like 47 cents in change. I said, hey, can I, with this, can I buy you dinner? And uh, she, she politely declined. And about 15, 20 minutes later, the police show up and, and, and escort me out of the law library and, and tell me not to come back. And, and they banned me from the law library for, for apparently for, for doing that. And I, I called the, uh, the University of New Mexico dean's office, arranged wow. a meeting with the dean of student affairs, sat down, had about a one-hour meeting with the guy to negotiate. Uh, he, he had permanently barred me permanently from the entire University of New Mexico campus based on this. And I, I, I succeeded in negotiating it back to only the law library and only the ban during daytime hours. And that ban stays on, stands until this day. It's a permanent ban for asking a woman in a polite manner um, if I could take her, take her to dinner. <laughs> that is so, unbelievable. Uh, uh, that is. A- and how long ago did that happen, David? Well, th- this is probably, I don't know now, five, six years ago. That, that uh, in my estimation, about when it happened. Wow! And it, like I said, it, it stand, There was no, there was no expiration on this. This was simply, this was a permanent thing. So, so you know, it's a public university. The taxpayer dollars pay for that, um, and uh, you know, the, the universities have they have made their little regulations about. They try to make it so, even though it's a public un- uh, university, it belongs to the people. It's paid for by the people. There seems to be a trend going on where the the, the faculty, staff, administrators, and the students have claimed the universities and their funding as as their own little fiefdom, yeah. and that it's really not for the public anymore. You know, whereas when I went to school at the University of Minnesota years ago, the, the way we viewed the the university was it belonged to everybody. It was like you know people could freely come and go. I mean, you didn't disturb classes going on, but you could, as a private citizen you could walk in and use university facilities with without you know being you know checked or have to have an id or pay a fee or whatever and that's that's changed you know right down to the point where if they we've written some apparently we wrote some regulations where uh asking for a date is considered a sexual harassment you know they consider it their workplace school place and if you ask for a date in in you know anywhere on the university uh and 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 the the person receiving the request happens you know instead of if, instead of saying yes, they decline the invitation, then it could be considered as some sort of sexual harassment. You can be barred from the university for asking for a date. Oh, that's crazy. Did, so, did she claim more than that happened? Or did, the, did, the, uh, did they know that you only asked her out to dinner? I, I don't know. I was never allowed to, to, to see any evidence whatsoever of any statement made. That was never provided 
provided to me whatsoever. Um, so, wow. so this whole thing was this, yeah, this whole thing was done without uh, on, on nothing. I, you know, I, I uh, ask a woman for a date, the police show up, kick me out. And then I, of, uh, if I hadn't taken any action, then the police would just have a standing order that anytime they encountered me, they could arrest me oh, because I was crazy. Uh, so, so, and, and the only reason it got reduced to the law library during daytime hours is because I, of my own accord, knowing a, a little bit about uh, law and my rights and procedures for redress and such, called you know called the dean's office and and complained about it and arranged for a meeting, and mm-hmm. uh, and did my negotiation and, and wow. reduced it to being barred only during daytime hours. Okay. You know, otherwise mm-hmm. it would be a full blown arrestable offense if I uh, walked onto campus anywhere. Absolutely so, crazy. And, but but uh, welcome to New Mexico. Yeah, but pretty, Dave, pretty chilling. David, are you on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter at all? I, I am, yeah. Okay. David Olson three 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 on on well, David Olson three 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 everywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I kind of well, okay. well here, here's yeah. here's my point. If, if maybe uh, you should change your profile because I think it's a badge of honor. It should say, you know, your name, and then it should say permanently banned from the University of New Mexico's <laughs> law library because that's I mean you're very unique in that respect. Yes, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I may be, I may be the only one, and yeah, that's that's a very good idea. I I do <laughs> a, a fair amount of activism along this kind of stuff because I've been beat, I've been beat up regularly along the lines of my 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 civil rights here in New Mexico. They don't seem to care about those things here, so but that's a good idea. Wow. Well, all right, thanks, David. That's a pretty chilling story. Uh, just asking a woman to dinner gets you banned from the University of New Mexico campus. Hmm. I mean, did she claim that he? He grabbed her, he groped her, did something else. You, you, you wonder, was it just that the guy asked her out and that's it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I would have never been banned from anywhere. That's unreal. Because I just, I've never asked anybody out. <laughs> I mean, so. Well, you, you wound up married, so mm-hmm. sometime you must That was have, luck. Uh, it was just luck. Yeah. Right there. Great okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's pretty amazing the growing list of these guys. Uh, you've got Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, who started this whole situation. James Toback, who is a Hollywood director. Thirty. Let's see. More than two hundred women are now accusing him. More than two hundred. You got Bill Cosby. You had Roger Ailes, no longer with us. Uh, you have Roy Price. Bob Weinstein, who also just asked a woman out, uh, he denies anything inappropriate. He just asked a woman out repeatedly, and repeatedly she said no. Uh, you got Mark Halperin now, celebrity fashion photographer Terry Richardson. Uh, you've got animator Chris Savino, you, uh, Los Angeles-based talent agency uh, fired Tyler Grasham. On allegations, he sexually assaulted and harassed multiple young women in the entertainment industry. Celebrity chef in Louisiana, John Besh. Uh, Knight Landisman. I don't even know who that is. Um, Rohit Varma, who is a USC medical dean. David Carrera, USC's vice president of advancement in health sciences left his position over this. You got uh, Chris Saka of Lowercase Capital was accused of inappropriately touching the face of a female entrepreneur and propositioning her. Um, uh, just multiple. The list goes on and on and on. 
Some of these guys you've probably heard of, some you've never heard of, but it's becoming really lengthy now. Uh, Casey Affleck is in there. R. Kelly is in there. Steven Seagal. Mike Tyson. Of course, Mike Tyson served yeah. time for rape. <laughs> Uh, it's it's quite a list. Ugh. It's lengthy, too lengthy to even get into. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up in a second. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. This is a conservative cell phone company. You get the same coverage. You get the you get lower prices, and up to five percent of your monthly bill goes to help out really good organizations. Organizations that, that fund traditional family values and religious freedom. Not like the big mobile companies who fund Planned Parenthood and advocate for uh, amnesty and sanctuary cities and gun control. And Patriot Mobile offers you unlimited talk, text, and data at better prices than anything you can get from Big Mobile. And right now, you can also get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month <laughs> it's just a great deal you know you get the peace of mind that your money is going to fund causes in which you believe and you get great service and you get a lower price starting at 20 bucks a month call them talk to them about it today 1-800-a-patriot that's 1-800-a-patriot or you can visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat patriotmobile.com slash pat pat gray on the blaze radio network Another story that's kind of interesting, uh, because we were were just talking about this. Apparently, the CIA suspected Adolf Hitler was alive and living in Colombia until at least the 1950s and suspected that he survived World War II. Apparently, they sent people to check into it. Uh, The official files show a former SS soldier told spies he met with the Nazi leader in Colombia on a regular basis. Goes on to suggest that Hitler, who would have been 66 at the time, worked as a shipping company employee before fleeing to Argentina. Uh, the report followed by or filed by the CIA's bureau chief in Venezuela included a picture of the informant, Philip Citroen, uh, and it looks like a guy uh, who's with him that might be Adolf Hitler. Or Father Crespi. Or Father, or Father Crespi, I guess. Uh, Citroen claimed to have contacted Hitler about once a month in Colombia <clears throat> on his trip from Maracaibo to that country as an employee of the Royal Dutch Shipping Company. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> of course, Hitler was supposed to have committed suicide and, and killed Eva Braun, and the two of them died in the bunker <laughs> as the Russians were closing in. But lately... It's kind of been it's kind of been released that the Russians actually had no evidence of that. Yep. Um, apparently, all of these rumors about Hitler were fueled by the discovery of Adolf Eichmann and Joseph Mengele, 
the doctors uh, who doctor who carried out the sick experiments on Auschwitz inmates in and they found these guys in Argentina and Brazil. Um, Eichmann was captured by Israeli intelligence services and hanged for his crimes in 1961. But Mangala evaded capture and lived out his life until he drowned while he was swimming in Brazil in 1979. And that's where all those uh, former Nazis went. With South America. Unbelievable. Maybe close to Father (laughs) Crespi. Um, Adolf Hitler. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, there's... There's some evidence to believe that uh, this actually happened. There's a lot of photographs. Now, I don't know if the photographs have been doctored, but this one of Citroen, who the CIA was aware of and in contact with, sitting next to a guy, uh, it does look like Adolf Hitler. I don't know if it is. I suppose you could fake that. It's a very, very grainy, very bad photograph. but uh, Sure would make a great movie, Pat. It really would. Really would. And I, I mean, would anybody believe it? I guess they would at this point because it's been rumored for a really long time. <laughs> what isn't believed anymore? Yeah. So, except for the truth. I mean, it, so maybe it won't be believed. Ooh, it's a conundrum. Triple eight, nine Hopefully you uh, survived Halloween okay last night. Um, just, I was looking over the list of the favorite candy bars from every state in the Union. Hmm. And uh, apparently, overall, America's favorite candy is uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Hmm. And uh, the state-by-state list has Texas with... His favorite candy is candy corn. Ugh, come you know, on, I, I like candy corn, no, but, but wait, are we talking just candy bars or candy? No, just candy. Okay, yeah. candy. Because Reese's Cups, absolutely, and just yes. incredible. But if we're talking about candy bars, there's only one, and it's the white chocolate Kit Kat bar. Okay. okay. It, I'm telling you, it is so addictive. I've, ha- I've had it. It's good. I eat them till I'm ill. Uh, I like uh, Milky Way is my favorite. Good one. And uh, Colorado has that as its favorite bar. Hmm. So I would probably fit it right in in, in Colorado. Uh, for Montana, where I've also lived, Kit Kats are Nebraska, Skittles. Skittles, yes. I love it. Uh, another state in which I've lived, Connecticut, Reese's. Okay. Uh, Three Musketeers in Delaware. I love Three Musketeers. Nestle Crunch Bar in Florida. Pixie Sticks in Georgia. Oh. They still make Pixie Sticks? Oh, do they still make? I don't know. Is the sky blue? <laughs> I love me the pixie sticks. That was the one candy, by the way, that was in fact tainted to the point where it poisoned a child. That's that was the candy of choice for yep. the candy man mm-hmm. who poisoned his own child with, I think, arsenic or cyanide. One uh, of the two. It was cyanide, I okay. think. Put cyanide in pixie sticks and killed his son in 1974. Hmm. Uh, I'm a very big strange fan. story. Big fan of pixie sticks. In fact, when we used to have softball games, it would start late at night before I. Uh, Played, I would get a little sugar rush from a. Oh, that's stick. all they are is sugar. That's all it right. Needs, it's man. just a little, mm-hmm. a little container filled with sugar. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's like my coffee. Is. I, I yeah. use twelve packs of sugar for my cup of coffee every morning. I gotta, gotta have sugar. Coffee is just a vessel for sugar intake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I don't actually drink coffee. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three smells good, but from my understanding, the taste is not there. And like you said, you need twelve packs of sugar to make it tasty. <laughs> yeah. So why bother, really? Uh, why bother? Um, also coming up on the show, we want to get into this MSNBC. This is who we are campaign. And I'm going to wonder aloud at the same time, whatever happened to that CNN Apple commercial? This is an apple. (laughs) Some people say it's a banana, but it's not. It's an apple. Where is that? Were they humiliated out of running that completely? (laughs) I think think they were because I think that ad is completely gone now. Also, Alyssa Milano has announced uh, to the world that she's ready to take to the streets, which I'm not sure... (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what she's very angry. She's not going to take it anymore. And uh, she said she tweeted out that she's going to she's ready to take this her protest to the streets. (laughs) So be watching for Alyssa Milano to be, Hmm. I I, I don't know, smashing storefront windows uh, in a city near you soon. Yeah, these actors and actresses. Unbelievable. Yeah, nothing Tri- better to do. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Culture is a changing, hmm? but uh, as I as I mentioned, I was I was triggered uh, last night by oh, no. by cultural appropriation, and I I didn't even know what to do with myself. I was so upset. Um, you recovered? Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, but uh, there is a new reason TV video that uh, may help me recover a little bit because it is all about being triggered. Huh. Uh, and <laughs> here it is, this great new ad. This is the Remy guy who Remy, did Remy. Well, yeah. Remy, what was the other one he did? It was uh, he did the uh, um, the 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 Congress thing. You just say one life. Oh, oh that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, which we've also played on the air. Um, oh, you're a, uh, you just want people to die. You want people to die. Yeah, yeah. If you don't pass four mile per hour speed limit, stuff like that. Now he's back with this uh, to the tune of Thriller. It's Trigger. It's close to midnight. You're walking home alone on Halloween. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that causes you to scream. You start to freeze, not from the scary clown or creepy killer. No, no. It's culturally appropriating right before your eyes. Your parents.
It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, More coming up in a second. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hertz Kids' mission right now. Um, The founder is Victoria Hearst. Her family runs the Hearst Corporation, and that publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine, which is known as Cosmo. Now, she believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. She's not trying to edit the magazine. She's not trying to drive it out of business. All she wants is is for the state's material harmful to minor laws to be applied to Cosmo and keep kids under 18 from buying it. Here's a good example of what we're talking about. This was just tweeted to us from Arthur in Texas. Uh, From Cosmo. This is what it's like to fall in love with your brother. And then the wonderful uh, brother and uh, brother and sister kiss. Uh, It's beautiful. How-to article, huh? Yeah. You know, and that's what they do all the time in Cosmo. And it's not just the articles. There's there's a lot of soft porn like pictures in there too. Um, so if you believe as Victoria Hurst does, and I do, the porn is harmful to kids, then go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Cosmo Hurts, well, again, we believe in the First Amendment. It's just that you just keep it out of the hands of anybody under the age of 18. So if you want to find out more about this movement, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome, 888-900-3393. Got this perspective from uh, a woman who called in. Didn't really want to be on the air. Um, But she's concerned about the misuse of the words sexual assault because she was raped when she was 15 years old. Uh, And she thinks that we're defining, redefining words into something they're not. And this, you know, society chooses to call somebody's butt being grabbed as an assault. And, you know, that that, pro- that could be offensive to people who've actually been violated in that way. Um, because there is a big difference between somebody grabbing your butt and somebody raping you. Right. Although, you know, I think by the law, they're both considered assault. I mean, they're both wrong. Right. And they're both wrong. Yes. 
but I think mm, one is far more intense, obviously, and uh, egregious. Maybe, maybe you need another term for the butt grabbing. But yeah. I think with any phrase in our culture, if you try to reassign that, uh, you know, in other words, if 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 now grabbing a butt is a full blown assault and it's used in the same way as mm-hmm. rape is described. It's it's like uh, you're now minimizing rape. Yeah, and that's what the, the, you know this this woman who is accusing Peyton Manning. That's what she's calling it <clears throat> is sexual assault. She's calling it both sexual assault and harassment. Um, Jamie, <clears throat> not right. It's not right. Uh, she was an athletic trainer at the University of Tennessee while Peyton Manning was a star quarterback, obviously, and she says that. In 1996, he he was she was working on his foot, and then he pulled down his pants and put his junk on her face, mm. kind of thing. <sighs> Get your junk out my face. Hmm. Oh, I see what you did there. Nationwide is on your side. Yeah, get your junk out of my face. Yeah, that works. <laughs> That's good, man. Good job with that. Uh, yeah, well, you know. <sighs> So yeah, but there was somebody in the room, right? We find out. Yes, but have they exonerated him? Who is the teammate? Peyton's version of this is: I just dropped my pants to moon a teammate who was walking through the training room, and I have never heard the the teammate speak out for or against Peyton on that. Yeah, let's... I don't even know who the teammate is that he mooned, and I don't know if he's ever has he ever named him. Let's see here. So, Greg Johnson, former Tennessee linebacker, uh, Manning's old roommate. Uh, let's see. He said he would not provide an opinion of either Manning or not right, uh, but said he was in the training room on the day in question when Manning allegedly mooned cross-country athlete Malcolm Saxon. Uh, he says, Saxon walks in. Peyton was the kind of guy who had to be friendly with everyone. He wanted to include everyone from his teammates to the cross-country guy. He says, hey to Saxon and pulls down the back of his shorts. And I saw one butt cheek. Then he pulled up his pants. Jamie said something like, oh, you're an ass. Then I left, thought nothing of it. He said, I saw no physical contact. Oh, so he did um, but, say he didn't see any physical contact but, between Peyton and, and the woman. Right, but Manning got banned from the chow hall for the incident, he says. Um so, uh, I okay. Maybe was he was he okay? And, and it kind of backs up Peyton's story. It, it does seems like to me. It does. Uh, I wonder. And I'm she not, got three hundred thousand dollars though in a settlement from mm. the University of Tennessee. So they must have thought something happened because that's that's a lot of money. Three hundred thousand dollars. She was apparently quiet until two thousand two when she filed a defamation case against Manning, alleging that he and his father disparaged her in a book mm. because. Uh, Let's see. What was her problem with the book? When Nawright was deposed, she said Manning uh, had made physical contact with her. He says he didn't. But uh, in the book, he said something that she didn't like. Um, and I, Oh, that, she was foul-mouthed. foul-mouthed yeah. She was foul-mouthed. And she took exception to that, so she, she sued him. But I don't know whatever came of that lawsuit. doesn't really say. Um, the case was mostly forgotten until it resurfaced in 2016, and he was winning his super, second Super Bowl title. So it just comes up every time Peyton Manning is in the news, pretty much. <clears throat> and if he really did that, he deserves it. If he didn't do that, you know, it was just a stupid 19-year-old thing to do to moon a fellow teammate. Um, 
and, and you know, you'd like to think he knows better now. Well, well while a female trainer was down in that area. I yes. Mean, shouldn't should not do that. Geez. Um also in uh, a US house race that was the most expensive of all time. Karen Handel, a Republican, uh, defeated John Ossoff, a Democrat. Um, and the election was largely seen as a referendum on the first months of Donald, Donald Trump's pre- uh, presidency because a lot of people thought in this district in Georgia that the Democrat had a really good chance to win. And they were, if the Democrat had won, they were going to use that to say that, you know, that's a mandate against um, Donald Trump. So now the news, all the all of the the journalists in in the news industry are getting after this and doing stories from the district uh, to talk about what exactly happened there. And Hank Johnson mm. is in the news babbling about how he thinks the election was stolen uh, from the Democrats. Well, Congressman Hank Johnson and Karen Handel are now colleagues in Congress. They have adjacent congressional districts. This line is one of the divide. This road is one of the dividing lines. So Karen Handel's district is actually over there, and then over here, the folks across the street live mm-hmm. in Hank Johnson's district. And from his perspective, in the fourth congressional district, Hank Johnson watched the election in the sixth district earlier this year and wonders now whether there was a stolen election. Stolen election. Here we go. It's easy to forget now Mm -hmm. that on April 18th, John Ossoff nearly won a special election to replace Tom Price. He won more than 48% of the vote in a crowded field, but because he failed to get 50%, the Democrat entered a runoff election with Republican Karen Handel. A difference of about 3,200 votes. Hank Johnson remembers it. The Democrat had employed Ossoff as a congressional aide. Mm -hmm. Ossoff stayed consistently ahead in polls leading up to the runoff, then lost on election night. I think it's quite possible that John Ossoff uh, won that election and the election was stolen from him. Stolen. That's my suspicion. Mm -hmm. Johnson points to some Mm -hmm. delayed election results that came from Fulton County that night, and he points to other races in 2014, where Democrats like Jason Carter and Michelle Nunn polled well before the election, but lost on election night. More importantly, he points to issues with Kennesaw State University's Center for Election Systems, which runs the electronics that store and tabulate votes in Georgia. Oh. Less than a month after Ossoff lost the runoff to handle, the KSU Center wiped a hard drive that Johnson thinks may have been able to answer with certainty whether Wait, that election oh. was corrupted. Wait, they wiped a hard drive? Mm. Mm. Is there? Have you seen an explanation for that? Because mm. that, that lends a little credibility to what Hank Johnson is saying, which is troubling. In a statement, Secretary of State Brian Kemp says his mm-hmm. office is investigating the destruction of the data, oh, which boy. Johnson wow. says is needed to prove or disprove his suspicion of a stolen election. Georgia needs to get down to the bottom of uh, what happened with uh, the destruction of that very important evidence that now appears to be gone forever. Now... Hank Johnson is not the most electric member of... Uh, <laughs> you are so kind <laughs> not, to U.S. Congress. Hank Johnson is not electric. He's also not smart, but we'll go with the well, PC term. He's just not electric. <laughs> he's the same guy that was worried about this. My, my fear is that uh, yeah. the whole island will, of Guam uh, would become so 
overly populated, overpopulated that, that it would tip over, tip over and, uh, and, uh, and capsize. Capsize. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> <laughs> so while he was worried about Guam uh, tipping over and capsizing, yeah. uh, it sounds like there might be reason for concern when a hard drive was was erased, was deleted. Yeah, that. I mean, it, have they? Have you seen any explanation I'm on that? I'm looking for an update right now because um, I'm willing to dismiss the whole thing about a, an election being stolen in Georgia because a Republican won. Republicans almost always win in Georgia, but when hard drives have been deleted and wiped clean, uh, that's troubling. Yeah, the update right now just says that the IT procedures were followed. Mm. Standard IT procedures were followed when it wiped data from a computer server. So I... Mm. So uh, it happens, apparently. But still, that's not good. Why ever do that? Very bizarre. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> uh, that music means the same thing every day. That uh, it's time again for chewing the fat. I don't know why it gets me every day. It's weird too, how that does. Uh, that bumper always <laughs> rotates right here at this exact moment. It sure does. I, know. I, I don't. I don't know why you find that uh, that opening issue it, uh, humorous. What do you What do you think is funny about that? I don't know. It's just uh, just funny. Just you you just think you, just do you funny. laugh at most Henry Mancini songs or? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. All right. Yeah. Listen, Hank and I go way back. Uh-huh. All and, right. Uh huh. <laughs> and you know he's just uh, that he, one. That one in particular. Did he write the elephant walk with you in mind? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the reasons that I chuckle. Is okay, that, uh, all right. That Hank and I were together. Yeah. Okay. During the mm-hmm. he didn't he did not write that with me in mind. Oh, okay. We were just together when he wrote. I see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. You were talking about uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's a whole story on Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinking he's a big dirtbag. Yeah. Okay. So, but the girl who writes the story tells us that she finally butched up and he changed. Right? Mm -hmm. She stepped up. That's what we've said all along. I know these guys are dirt, you know, accused dirtbags. I got it. And some of them are, you know, laughing it off and joking and being funny because they're in front of their buds and doing all this. But she said here, later I was delivering lunches. He shouted out, so you think I'm a sexist pig, huh? You know, he's trying to, he, he, he saw her talking to her boss. Right. After he said something really bad, really bad. I mean, the other things that, that you read were bad, but not, however, she doesn't even say what it is. Yeah. It was really bad. And he knew it. Right. He knew it when he said it. And she left, you know, horrified. And he knew that he that that she loved him. You know what I mean? She's there. Yeah. 
and it is just so he knew it was bad. So when he saw her talking to her boss, you know darn well he went too far. She said, she said he it was like he knew what I was talking about. Well, he darn well knew. And then she, so he he said, "You think I'm a sexist pig?" And then she said something like, "I just don't appreciate." Yeah, she said, "You she grabbing the whole me studio and saying these things." I don't. I don't. I told him I didn't appreciate his wandering hands or his comments. He apologized and said he would stop. And, and he did was extremely nice afterwards. And did. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Oh, okay. Uh, the moral of the story: say something. Mm. Right. No, I think uh, don't just sit and watch the guy shower and think how horrific this is. But and, I've got to go to the bank and cash my ten million dollar uh, movie check. And the interesting part of that is she admits she liked it. Oh yeah. Well, in, it's funny at you know, times, right? No. She liked it. She yeah. liked the attention he was giving. Well, her. of course. And look, the you know even her boss the. Uh, Brenda, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless unless in 1985, Brenda was a man identifying as a woman. Uh, in 1985, Brenda was a female. Uh, said it's too bad it became an issue, and she thought I didn't make it an issue. You know, I just he did. Mm-hmm. And she, and Brenda had said, you know, for the sake of the production, we have to sacrifice some of our values and just let it roll off our heads. Mm. <laughs> so I mean that I mean that's her boss, right? That's the yeah. supervisor. Just yeah. take just take some of that and let it go. It's just them being uh-huh. them. And actually, I think the moral of the story is it's never too late to get under the hashtag Me Too train. Boy, right? no kidding. That's what it is? I mean, but the, we, no kidding. But we've talked uh, several times, and, and I, I I keep hammering this because it drives it just it's really really bugging me that. All these people coming forward after 25, 30 years, and we're supposed to think these people are huge dirtbags, didn't ever change, are still the same dirtbags they were 30 years ago, and maybe they are. But you're just saying it doesn't make it so. And if they were that much of a dirtbag 25, 30 years ago, why didn't you say, dude, don't grab my ass, what are you doing? Instead Mm -hmm. of, oh, that's horrific, I can't believe he grabbed. I don't want to say anything, though, because they'll kick me off the set and I'll lose my job. Right. So this girl, finally, after after feeling that it was too much, said something, and yes. she wins. She wins. He says, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to stop doing it now. That's true. I mean, I just I, it's amazing to me that we have to believe all, just because someone says it. Yeah. And that's where we're at now, mm-hmm. right? Someone says it. You're guilty. But I'm kind of enjoying that this is happening to these Hollywood dirtbags. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying it. I, I, I'll, I'll admit it. I, I, they deserve it. They freaking deserve it. You know why? Because they created this atmosphere. That's why. Mm-hmm. They did help create it. There's the, no doubt about it. The progressives it. in Hollywood yeah. are among those. A bunch of sanctimonious yep, sons of... Who, cre- cre- <laughs> who started this fire, <laughs> and now it's burning out of control. And it's burning them now. They're being burned to the freaking ground. How's it feel? Okay, well, you started the fire. How's it feel, baby? You're not like Billy Joel. He didn't start the fire. You did. You did. So good for you to to have it come back on you. That's true. And you tried to you tried to light a fire line to stop it, and it It didn't work. It it didn't work. Right. Didn't work. So here you go. Yep. Take what you you know. I can't. I kind of agree with. So I'm I'm. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching Except Hollywood that I don't burn want it to the ground. My entertainment. No, I know. Right, right. Let's stay off our shows, please. <laughs> and it looks like it's going to. I know because a lot's oh, coming out gosh. now about uh, uh, Kevin cow. Spacey, and which we know I don't know would. if they can run the rest of the House of which Cards we, season. Which we know. I said yesterday when we were leaving, and we got the news that they had stopped 
on season on the, this season. You know, because we, yeah. first we hear they stop production. First, of season they see six. it's going to be till it's going to be uh, till 2018. Right. Season six is going to happen. Yeah, and then it's you know what season six isn't going to happen. Yeah. And I, as we were walking out yesterday, I remember thinking and and saying, "They're I'm surprised they're leaving it up." They may not. I mean, I'm surprised Netflix doesn't have it up, and that's a big part of their promotion campaign. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a, that's a big budget for them. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's what a I don't know three hundred million dollars series at least yeah so uh, that means a lot to and, them and on and top of paying the production actors, yeah on top of that all the work people and their their promotion campaign I mean it's yeah that's at least a half a billion dollar campaign probably is uh, that's a lot of money yeah so there which leads you to think it's just the tip of the iceberg right yeah. I mean, and they're trying to put a stop to it as fast there, as they can. There's guys, there's young men in Hollywood or or in London, actually, where we don't uh, Kevin Spacey was the director of whatever. And well, he's over there a lot. I mean, he's, yeah. got, he's got his foundation and everything where he and does he a lot of He apparently does this to all you knew he did. young men you he comes it. in contact with. Look, with, with, when you heard the joke... Made it out of Kevin Spacey's basement. Oh yeah, safely. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that yes. when you heard that joke, you knew that it was yes. common knowledge with these dirt bags. It was you. You're speaking of the Family Guy episode yes. where they said this. Help! I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Help me! <laughs> he's in the episode. He's running down the street naked. And, and that's, I mean, when you when you see and hear that, you're sitting at home on a Sunday. And you go, ha 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 ha! You laugh, right? It's coming. It kind of blows by you. Why a little are they bit. picking on Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Well, it blows by by. But you <laughs> but look at it now. There's something yeah, to it. you know that yeah. all that was that was Seth McFarlane <laughs> yeah. saying. You know, we all know. Yeah, we all know dirtbags. Right. You know, it's not really that funny, is it? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. It is. It's just just amazing. I saw your, uh, just on a side note, I saw your Houston Astros. Couldn't pull it out last night. No, a little disappointing. That was their best shot, yeah, too, because Verlander was pitching I know, they tonight. Pulled a, I heard one fan uh, in, in one sport re- report this morning saying, I can't believe they pulled Verlander in the seventh. Well, it's how true. Was, they how was he doing? Have. I know. They shouldn't have. That guy pitched the World Series. Leave him in there. That's let him walk off the field with that arm dragging on the ground. Yeah, right. You're paying him guy. millions of dollars. I want to see that thing pitch. Then let right. the other guy go seven runs, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. got tonight, right? Yeah. Good luck. Game We've seven got tonight. tonight. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, today is a November. 1st. This is Hugh Darvish. Uh, Hugh Darvish is pitching for the Dodgers Ooh. for the first time since the racist gesture. From uh, oh right, uh, Yuri Gurriel. Right, uh, he did the thing with his eyes in the dugout and, and tried to that say. Even funny. Well, I was just saying that that was. Uh, I don't time. do well against Japanese pitchers. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You just use about? the words, man. The people you're talking to <laughs> are right talking there. About? Yeah, usually you say, "Hey, you know what? I usually don't do well against uh, Japanese pitchers, but I just <laughs> hit a home run against him." What, what are you doing? <laughs> So weird, it's really so weird. weird, really weird. But it, and so next year he's suspended for five games. Wow, mm-hmm. that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. For a, a lot of people are upset it's not during these five games of the World Series. Yeah, and they booed him. Eh, well. They booed him every time up in L.A. last night. Eh, every time, well. every time he did anything, they were, they were massive. Yeah, booze. I'd start doing it every time I went to the plate. Then. <laughs> <laughs> <Who knew? laughs> 
Stop it. It was Before a you know stupid eye thing. If this were Jeffy, he wouldn't be making his debut next year until no, like Independence not. Day. Right. He's, ta- he's taking 2018 off. Four or five games, five more games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when Gurriel comes up to bat against Darvish tonight. Yeah, no kidding. Although Darvish was great. Yeah. He was like, you know, none of us are perfect. Thank you. It Whatever. Was, it was just it was trying to be funny. Yeah. And, but now they're making it into this huge monster thing that we'll right. never lose. Right. Holy Maybe cow. he'll hit him with an Ephus pitch or something and just to make a point. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oh. Yeah, here, here you go. Oops. Make a Chinese eye, a Japanese eye with that's black eye. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's November 1st. November 1st. Yeah. I mean, not counting today, right? 54 days until Christmas. Wow. Get to it. Ooh. Get to it. And this weekend, uh, November 4th, a big, big sale going on in the unclaimed baggage winter and ski event. I'm sorry? The unclaimed baggage. Where? Winter and ski event in mm. uh, Alabama, in oh, Scottsboro, Alabama, where they I keep never the miss it. unclaimed baggage. Uh, merchandise. Okay. Uh, they this place buys all the unclaimed baggage from the airlines. Oh. <laughs> and they and they sell it at a reasonable discount. And they also, you know, they have uh, this Saturday. Uh, hello, uh, they're going to be serving uh, Starbucks coffee, Krispy Kreme donuts. Get there early. Sale starts. We're going to have jackets, coats. It's going to be the winter ski event. <laughs> this sounds like something you would run, man. It's outstanding. It's <laughs> it's outstanding. They have. Some of the stuff they get oh, is yeah, yeah. unbelievable. And, you know, the, if it goes unclaimed, get this. Okay. If it goes unclaimed, after 90 days, they are sold by the airlines and sent to this huge compound in Alabama. I don't know if it's a huge compound or the size of a Goodwill store, probably in Scottsboro, Alabama. And the items are sorted, cleaned, resold at prices 30 to 80 cent, 80% below retail. Okay. All right. And the Unclaimed well, Baggage Center also theirs. houses a museum. <laughs> you got it for free. It's not yours. It's no, they're used. buying it. I know. Well, they're, they're buying it from the airline. It's not the airlines. It's not yours. It's the passengers. It's their stuff. No, no, but the, well, it's what unclaimed. What do you mean you sell it now? <laughs> That's keep not it, yours. They keep it for 90 days. Are they supposed to just keep it forever and wait for you to come and look through the lost and found yes. bucket? Yes. Yes. Why would somebody not claim their baggage? I don't know, but some of the things that they have found yeah. is unbelievable. Like what? Uh, like the uh, precious stone found in a suitcase, uncut diamond. Oh, uh, wow. Worth $25,000. Uh, you see it on the screen? What are uh, they selling it for? They, they don't say. This might be in the museum. They okay. might keep this in the museum. Mm. They found a uh, uh, million dollars. In suitcases, they found a million dollars. They sell that at thirty to eighty percent in cash. In suitcases in Australia, in cash. Oh, and what do they do with that? They're not that's selling money. money. No, that's drug money. Yeah, I mean that that gets confiscated by the feds. I think a lot of this stuff, uh, the drug money and the that's drugs, uh, you know, gets confiscated. Like the, this other diamond uh-huh. they found, uh, it was sold for twenty three thousand dollars, a five point eight carat diamond. Wow, it was stuck in a sock, Ooh. and uh, in the in a in a suitcase in a sock. Okay, so this is, I think we're finding out why this stuff is unclaimed, because it's illegal. Probably illegal. You probably have probably. it illegally. You now, know, like how do you this feel? Un- this, uh, mm, what do you mean? I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, you don't know that it's illegal. No, not for sure, but it, you know, it's a pretty good chance. <laughs> Odds are. What do you mean? The violin made in the 1770s that just gets abandoned? Wow. <laughs> what? Just abandoned luggage, yeah. Like a Stradivarius? The old violin. What? Yeah, that's it. Have a nice day. Wait, Scottsboro, how, how long does it take to drive there? I know. <laughs> Those things are worth I know. millions. Ooh. Right? Yeah. A 1700s I mean, 
Stradivarius would be worth, uh, I, I don't know how much. It's priceless. Hmm. Uh, Egyptian artifacts, a mummified falcon and some shrunken heads in an off-brand suitcase. Okay. Uh, they were discovered in a Gucci case sometime in the 80s. Uh, Christie's Auction House said, uh, no, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take that and uh, we'll put that to the highest bidder. We can get there in 11 we'll hours if we leave now. See, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> they also this. found, this is the weirdest, one of the weirdest things, and I, I think the drugs aren't bad, but they found... Uh, <laughs> Wait, where's the quote board? I got to write this the, down. The, the, drugs, aren't the drugs aren't bad. The drugs aren't bad. The drugs aren't bad. They found times? 300 rare live tortoises. And a bunch of drugs. So maybe they were watch tortoises. Mm. They were covering the drugs, I guess. I'm not sure. They found uh, the one thing they found, bronze plaques from the 13th century. Wow. Made for this uh, king in Africa, Oba. I mean, King Oba. Who, does, you know, who doesn't I mean, remember King Oba? I'm sorry. I've seen I apologize. Every movie about King Oba. Yeah, have you really? released? Yeah. They found a oh, naval GPS. Get this. Mm-hmm. A, a military guy left a naval GPS system. 250,000. Wow! Just, uh, no, just forget it. Uh, what ha- what did I do with that two hundred fifty thousand GPS system? <laughs> what did I do with it? And they they actually found him in it's my other pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found him though. <laughs> uh, for, I mean, the, the airlines. They want people to have their items. Sure, do their items. Have you ever left anything on an airplane? Because I have, and it's really frustrating because I've left it and I've called, and it's like, well, they turn it in. <sighs> so I got to tell you, You're just this trusting. is the stuff. Mm-hmm. That is in luggage, right? Like the Hoggle from Labyrinth, the movie prop from the 86 Davy Bowie movie. They have that at the museum. Mm. So they have the museum in Alabama, too. So we get to see that, too. Nice. You get free coffee, donuts, and a museum. I left a cell phone on a bus in New York. You think I ever saw that back? This is airlines. Mm, no. Nobody okay. cares about the bus. Oh, okay. But uh, no, you will not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you will no, not. And I tried. Although someone may be using it in a drug deal down in uh, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they found these apostle spoons. They found a Barbie with stuffed money in its head, a classic Barbie head, like $500 cash money stuffed in its head. What? <laughs> they found a suit of armor, uh, unclaimed luggage, suit of armor. Uh, that This stuff is at the museum. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They found a traditional Chinese. How do you put a suit of armor in your luggage? You break it up. You have a couple of suitcases, sure. right? And it's Southwest uh, Airlines. You can do two carry-ons. They found the checks. traditional Chinese dragon kite. Which was you know over two hundred years old, made of raw silk. Huh. They found a remote controlled eight foot model airplane. Wait, eight? Feet. I know. It's kind of cool. right. You kind of remember. Yeah, I, know, Wait, really I was cool. carrying something. They found the uh, Chinese opium scales. <sighs> I had to buy a new scales. And uh, they found. <laughs> no, just, mm. I mean, those uh, chi- old Chinese opium scales aren't really that accurate as the triple beams. They found a Tibetan ten foot dung chen. Do you, you ever play a 10-foot dung gen? Dung gen. Yeah, they're brass instruments used at Buddhist ceremonies. That's... They make low and powerful notes similar to the sound an elephant would make. Okay. Dung gen. The Tibetan right. dung chen. 10 feet long. Wow. They found uh, cocaine. <clears throat> if you ever wondered how much, if you ever wondered how much cocaine you could fit into four pairs of tennis shoes, wonder no more, five pounds of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I could have told them that. And they found a, a, a live stuffed Canadian goose. Wow. A live rattlesnake mm. slithering around the luggage carrier. And they found 50 vacuum-packed frogs. Ugh. You know, they were, they were vacuum-packed frogs. I'm not quite sure what you'd be doing with 
don't Dead know. frogs vacuum packed in a Very bag. weird. Yeah, really weird. Given enough time, you could come up with something. Sounds well, like a lot they, of that stuff was illegal. Illegally yeah, the frogs are probably. Yeah, probably. And the that's why it's illegal. not clean. You can't really. It's not true mm-hmm. that you can lick them and get mm-hmm. high. People have tried. You can. <laughs> you know anybody like that who's tried to? Uh, there, there's a there's a, a wise tale that you can cook uh, leave uh, salamanders in cut up fruit to die, mm-hmm. and then the excursion from the salamander will. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the wise tale. Of You're that. right. I say that. Something like that could actually work. And that's another episode of Chewing the Fat <laughs> with Jeffy. Scottsboro, <laughs> Alabama. Imagine a uh, major emergency happening in your own backyard. What, what are you going to do? I mean, we've seen a lot of recent disasters, and a lot of people have no choice but to rely on other people for the limited aid they can receive uh, for weeks and now for months. But there's a better way, and it starts with being prepared on your own. It starts with being self-reliant. And you can you can become self-reliant by calling My Patriot Supply today. They make it really easy. They're America's most trusted emergency food storage provider. They provide a solid food storage product that lasts up to 25 years. I use them and depend on them, and you can too. Get their 102-serving food supply right now. It includes breakfasts, lunches, dinners for only $99. It's less than a bucket serving. Call them and order now, 888-411-5293. Or you can go online at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Uh, Scott in Ohio. Welcome to the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hey. Anyway, you guys are talking you guys are talking about the items left on airlines. Yeah. And I used to be the tour manager for the Beach Boys. And I got I one evening now uh, Carl had me take his guitar and I I flew home with it and I forgot all about it. On the airlines, and about six months later, I remembered it. It was like, you got to be kidding me. And they never did find that thing. Oh, man. Uh, so did. it was probably sold in Alabama, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, man. Uh, All right, you guys got... So did, were, were the Beach Boys pissed at you for losing their guitar, or they, did they not even realize it? No, they 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 understood. So it happens. Yeah, so, but it was his. It was his custom guitar with his name and the uh, pearl inlays in the neck. Oh man, it was. That's why you never got yeah. it. Back. Wow. Oh huh. man. Oh yeah, it was the real deal. It was the one. Wow. So, yeah, that's why it was never found. So, so, what was that like to be the tour manager for the Beach Boys? It was good, man. Yeah, they treated me really well. Yeah. yeah, had a good life. Good life. A lot of babes. No a lot of girls. No. 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 Drugs. Coke. Toot. Nose candy. No. No, no, uh, no. We were never. No, <laughs> my whole time with them, never seen anything negative at all. Really? Wow, that's really impressive. That's impressive. Very, very. Believe it or not, they're very conservative. Are they really? Politically very. or or socially? Very. 
Polit- across the board. Across oh, that's interesting. Board. Big, that's great. Good guys. Yeah, that's great. Good guys, man. All right, thanks right. for the call. Appreciate it, Scott. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed, and we got some che- uh, some tweets here. Uh, this from Judy Chapel. From now on, would I get in trouble at work? I'll use the I don't remember that I'm gay defense. <laughs> <laughs> that works, right? See if that works. Yeah, insulation. Uh, from Jekyll Andrew. Uh, more. Let's see. Uh, seconds ago. What is what What is this? That's oh, pretty it's soon. I see. Pretty soon, we'll have to ask permission to flirt with a woman, and, and you will. And, yeah. and I, you know, if you're in a workplace, uh, you just probably don't want to do it, right? If if they're at work and you'd like to date them, you're just going to have to be unrequited. That's all. <laughs> it's just going to have to. Sorry. So, waiting nope. in the parking lot is probably a bad idea, too. It probably a very okay. bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just dating women might be out. I mean, I, I don't know. Procreation. I mean, it's done. It's We're, over. It's over, man. Yeah. Just get yourself a doll or something. Triple eight nine hundred Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It is uh, 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, November 1st already. Wow. Amazing. Uh, almost, what What are we, 50, 53 days until Christmas now? Right. 53 shopping days until Christmas. So it's coming right on up on us. Uh, and amid a growing partisan gap between Democrats and Republicans, there's a, a new poll now that shows 71% of Americans believe the country's politics have reached a dangerous low point in the Trump era. Uh, I'd like to hear from you if you agree with that or disagree with that. Let me know. And what do we do about it? How do, how do we fix this? This is what we've uh, tried to talk about and and tried to focus on a little bit over the last year or two on the on Glenn show and here is yeah we're we're in a bad place what do we do now where do we go from here do we make it worse or how can we make this better seventy one percent of Americans think the country's politics have reached a dangerous new low point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. According to a Washington Post University of Maryland poll that was released on Saturday, twenty nine percent said they believe this period in American politics is similar to most periods of agreement of disagreement. And the majority of participants who said politics have reached a dangerous new low point uh, said the climate is a new normal and it's not temporary. Some seventy percent of those polled said divisions today are at least as big as they were during the Vietnam War era. Uh, I, I'd have to agree with that. Mm. For individuals polled who were adults during the Vietnam War, the percentage was even higher than, than the average at 77%. Also, a majority of those polled, 51%, said President Trump deserves a lot of the blame for the dysfunction in the American political system. 
I would put that I because this started before Trump. Oh yeah, this this was pre-Trump. I mean, it, did it get worse? Maybe recently, it's possibly. But I think that Obama made this worse. Mm-hmm. I put the blame squarely on Barack Obama's doorstep because <clears throat> racially, it became much worse under Barack Obama. Totally. Much worse. By design. A majority of those polled said it's uh, Trump. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. And then- the share placing as much blame on money in politics, 65%. Wealthy donors, 56%, or people with extreme views, 56%. Here, here's a question in that poll that stands out for me. How often can you trust the federal government in Washington to do <clears throat> what is right? 1% always, 9% most of the time. In one, other words, 1% mm-hmm, said always, always? Always. 9% most of the time. And so it's half the time so or only less. only 10% say 90%. you could trust them hardly at all. Right? Or you can trust them sometimes. Right. So in other words, to simplify this, 90% of Americans think that you can trust the government half the time or less. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd definitely be in that 90%. Oh, yeah. I would be in the trust sometimes slash never. 63% of Americans do not, the majority of the time, do not trust the federal government. Ever? Uh, some of the time slash never. That's I, th- I think that's where I fit that's in. Where I'll be Some landing. of the time to never. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you're supposed to have a healthy skepticism and a healthy uh, a healthy doubt, I guess, about uh, the government because uh, that's kind of how our country was set up. We had a healthy distrust of the government when when our when our founders uh, established this nation. They. You know, for good reason. They were they were getting screwed all the time by the government, like we are now. So we should have a skeptical eye toward the, the, the government. And when we do, we have the opportunity at a minimum of every two years to change that government. And we, and we should. Don't. Particularly when this poll question, would you rate the level of ethics and honesty of politicians as excellent, good, not good, or poor? If you combine the not good or poor, it's 85%. Of Americans say the ethics in D.C. are not good or poor, but yet we continue to reelect the same same people group of clowns over and over and over. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand that. Not and, my guy. And those polled said dysfunction is rampant across the federal government. Seventy percent saying the Trump administration is dysfunctional. Seventy percent. Eighty percent saying Congress is dysfunctional. And 56% said the overall system of checks and balances is dysfunctional. That's a little bit dangerous. Yeah, especially, you know, consider the fact that we're not following the constitutional playbook, so it's going to seem like it doesn't work if you're not following the rules. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 49% place a lot of the blame on the news media. Yeah, they. I think they share a lot of the blame. I, I think so, too. I think it started with Obama. Well, it didn't start, but it got worse, much worse under Obama. And uh, the media has been the culprit for a while now, for for quite a while. 888-900-3393. So do you agree? And if so, what, what do we do about this to fix it? 
888 900 Dave in Utah, you're on the blaze. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Mm-hmm. So, back to your poll, I think that 1%, uh, that's, to me, that seems like an astronomically high number. <laughs> uh, it does, doesn't it? Just your experience with a pollster uh, right before the election. So, sat in the home, I get a phone call, and they ask if I would entertain them with a poll. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, sure. And they asked me what I affiliated myself with, Republican, Democrat, Independent. And I said, well, I'm a fiscally conservative, libertarian constitutionalist. And they hung up on me. You're kidding, really? Yes, they hung up on me. So I I have a hard time believing polls, just like you were saying earlier about the the Democrats that were just absolutely floored that they lost. Yeah. Because they were doing so well in the polls. Right. I I think the people they're hiring need to be vetted, just like our immigrants. Yeah, if you if you're putting that much stock in polls, uh, I mean, you need to wake up and and smell the roses because the polls are often wrong. Mm-hmm. And and Absolutely. like you said, who who are answering these polls? And the polls themselves, if they didn't want to talk to you because you're libertarian and socially conservative or fiscally conservative, uh, that's not a very good poll. No, apparently and, the and only what, what oh, agenda are they working on? Their it, own exactly, or their bosses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for the well, call, yeah, Dave. You guys have a great day. I you too. Your time, love the show. Thank, thank you, thank you. I, I actually got pulled uh, when we were working in Houston. It was right. It was like literally within two weeks after nine eleven, and I guess I was uh, twenty five years old. Uh, I got a call, and one of the questions uh, was asked. Um, would you, under any circumstances, support nuclear weapons being used against our terrorist enemies that struck America mm-hmm. you know, two weeks ago? And I said, yes, absolutely. And the pollster lady said, really? You would? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this a poll or, or, or is, it my, is it an interview? What do we got going on here? <laughs> so he's absolutely right. Even yeah. the polls Even themselves the polls. are skewed. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're just, going by the bias right. of the people taking the exactly. poll. Exactly. They're human beings on the other end. It's not just a... That's right. They can't hide that. Yeah. They can't stop that. Mm-hmm. Julie in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Yes. We're wondering if there's... Uh, y'all have heard or if anybody's noticed how they say they're going to do a total national blackout on November 4th through the 6th through the national defense. Mm-hmm. A, a total national blackout? Yes. No electric... Of any kind. That's an EMP. Now, who's who's saying this? The national defense, the government. But they don't want to release any of it to ABC, NBC, (laughs) to any of the media, because they don't want to start a national panic. (laughs) I bet. Yeah, that would would panic some people. It's on their website. It's on whose website? The defense, national government defense. The national department. The department of defense. You call it the, the defense department. Yeah, it's on their website. Okay, I'm, I'm okay, going to look so that here, up. Here's I'm, what, just, I'm just wondering if anybody else heard this or if this is just some kind of spoof. I have not. I think it's some kind of spoof. Okay. I have not heard that. I'm, I'm I on the um, National, uh, thanks, so- National Association for Amateur You're Radio welcome. website. And it just says, elements of the U.S. Department of Defense will conduct a communications inoperability training exercise November 4th through 6th, mm-hmm. once again simulating a very bad day scenario. So, let's see. This scenario will begin with a massive coronal mass ejection. It's just train it's a training exercise. It's a exercise. training exercise, but they're not right. really going to they're not really going to black out um 
well, power across the that's country. That's what we're asking. Yeah, they're that's, not going to. That would not. Well, I, I guarantee that will not happen, Julie. Okay. Well, I can guarantee I'm that will not happen. It won't because. Once it starts, there's no stopping it. <clears throat> okay. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. If it happens, I'll say, oh, you got me. If it happens, I'll be the first to say, wow, I was that might be wrong our, on that, but I guarantee you that will uh, not assuming, happen on the 4th of November. Right. Assuming we have electricity on Monday, mm-hmm. after that has happened for three days, we'll lead with that, you think, maybe? Yes. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole you. No, we can put it, write that down. Okay, Once, just in case we... Just to make sure that uh, we're fair about this. All right, so... If we're wrong, Monday. and you can't hear us on Monday, <laughs> you'll know we were wrong. We won't be able to say it, because yeah. you won't hear us. Well, we'll say it, but... But we'll say it. Yeah, exactly. It won't be transmitted. Be a national <laughs> blackout going on, so it'll just... You know, gather around. Everyone just kind of get in the room here, and... Uh, and you can hear us eat crow. This is how these things spread, though. Like, the Defense Department will plan some sort of exercise. Somebody will misunderstand it. And then they'll start saying that this is some sort of government cover-up. And they're not telling us about it. Well, they're not telling us about it because it's not going to happen. Um, it's a lot like the guys who predict the end of the world. And then when the end of the world doesn't happen, well, that's because I got the date wrong. It's actually coming up in a month. Or a year or five years from now. And then they'll just keep that hoax going. Um, You know, like the last guy who did this said it was going to end on, it was September 20th. And then, and then it didn't. And so then he said, okay, well, I meant October. And then it still didn't happen in October. Triple eight, 933.93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. But first, let me tell you about Filter Buy. You know, we spend a lot of our time indoors, and the air that we breathe inside is often a lot more polluted, like up to a hundred times more polluted than the air outside. So what can you do about this? Well, you can replace your old, dirty, and potentially dangerous air filter in your house. And you can do that with filterby.com. They'll send you the size you need within 24 hours and you get free shipping. Now you're wondering, well, what kind of what kind of filters will I get? These are double the industry standard Merv rating, which means that it'll clean up the dust, the mold, the pollen, and the other allergy aggravating pollution in your home. The only thing easier than changing your air filter is forgetting to buy more of them. So at filterby.com, you can set up convenient auto delivery. You'll save five percent. On your purchase, and you'll never have to worry about uh, ordering air filters again. They'll just come when they're supposed to. FilterBuy manufactures everything right here in America. So go to FilterBuy.com today and get the best price on top quality filters shipped free to your door within 24 hours. FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Do you agree that uh, what seventy one percent of us think that we're at a dangerous low point 
in politics in this country. Mm-hmm. That's the new poll. Like to know if you would agree or disagree, and uh, if you agree, what do we do about it? How, how do we fix this and and come together as a nation again? Um. Also, just really disturbing news coming out about this uh, guy who ran over eight people yesterday, killed eight people, injured fifteen more. <clears throat> Apparently, he's uh, he was laughing and happy as he was doing it. I mean, that's that's serious hatred for American citizens. The guy's been living here for seven years. How do you hang on to that? How do you come here from Uzbekistan, live here, enjoy the benefits of the freedom that you have here, the incredible society that, that, that's been developed, that you're taking advantage of, and and just continue to have that sort of hatred? It's, it's pretty amazing, pretty shocking. He's talking, he's laughing, He's very happy with what he did, a source said, um, who was briefed by a hospital staffer. He feels accomplished. The ISIS-inspired Saipov was said to be in critical but stable condition after a sharpshooting NYPD cop put a bullet in his abdomen following the Halloween assault. He planned the attack for a number of weeks. Seemed to have followed almost to a T the instructions ISIS had put out on how to carry out a truck-borne attack. Investigators found at the scene the paintball and pellet guns Saipov was brandishing. Inside his rented Home Depot truck, they discovered multiple knives and a handwritten note in Arabic. The gist of the note was, the Islamic State would endure forever. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. In fact, they're crumbling right now and uh, being routed everywhere they are. Suspect arrived in the U.S. from his native Uzbekistan in March 2010. Um, He was never the subject of an FBI or NYPD uh, investigation, but he was on the radar of the authorities. Investigators were in the early stages of digging into his past and his terror links. It appears uh, he will have some connectivity to people who were the subjects of an investigation, though he himself wasn't. Earlier in the day, Governor Cuomo said that Saipov was radicalized in the U.S. in the last seven years. After he came to the United States is when he started to become informed about ISIS and radical Islamic tactics. Again, ISIS has gotten it down to a simple formula. Yeah. That they can put it on the internet, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to rent a car, rent a truck, but they're cowards and they're depraved. You know what do you what do you do with a guy like this? Do we do the uh, what do we like to call them? Enhanced to interrogation interview. techniques. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to say about the enhanced terror techniques. I don't want to know about it. I just don't. (laughs) I just want to sleep at night, man. If you're using them, just I don't want to know about it. Uh That's I I don't think I feel that way anymore because that's just kind of, you know, sweeping it under the rug, letting somebody else take the blame. Um, We're all Americans. We need to we need to decide. But what we have to decide, I think, is what really is torture. Is waterboarding somebody torture? Would you waterboard this guy? I would. I mean, we've waterboarded our own soldiers. We've 
We waterboard our own uh, Navy SEALs. Right. They go through this stuff. If you can do that to a to train a Navy SEAL, you can certainly do it to a dirtbag like this and, and get information out of him. And that's what I was going to say. And uh, take Take the torture stuff out of it. Do you think this guy is nothing more than a lone wolf who's just inspired by ISIS? Do you think he's going to be really connected to... I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out through enhanced interrogation. That's exactly what I... Yes. It's <laughs> exactly where I was going. I don't uh-huh. know, but I want to know. <laughs> I answered my own question. And Sorry. We, we can find out soon enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, problem uh-huh. with, the problem with that enhanced terror technique is sometimes just to stop it, they'll tell you things that aren't even true. Right. Uh... And, I mean, supposedly, people don't last more than 18 seconds. 18 seconds. And it was that, uh, you know, that carpetback guy. What was his name? Shake. um, Shake. Shake your booty. Booty. It was, yeah, Shake, Shake your booty, I think his name was. Harry McHarryback? (laughs) But he was, uh, you know, the the guy with the unkept hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he lasted three minutes, three and a half minutes or something. <laughs> and uh, that was supposedly quite a record and quite a feat to last that long under those techniques. But, I, you know, is dropping water on somebody's head, is that a, t- a, t- a, a torture technique? I don't know. It, it isn't to me. It really, it's, it hasn't ever been. Uh, and I guess, you know, we're going to have to decide that again because we've got a new president now. Yeah. Last president said that was out of bounds. That was, uh, we won't we won't go there. Hmm. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, by the way. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Yeah, it wasn't shake, shake your booty. But when you Google Harry Terrorist. He comes up. You get your answer. Okay. <laughs> just, just a helpful hint, you know, if you want to. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed lasted supposedly like three and a half minutes or something. Uh, being waterboarded. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Daniel in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, uh, as far as you know, are, are we at a low, uh, at a dangerous low point? Yeah. No, uh, far from it. Okay. Anybody who really, really believes that has no idea just how far humanity can and has sunk. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're not, we don't have revolution in the streets. You know, there's, we don't have Rose Pierre running around with guillotines. <laughs> yes. you know, there's, you know, there's no, we haven't split up into tribes. We're not, there's no, there's no talk about the United States becoming 50 different, uh, 50 different countries. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just sitting here with you know, a bunch of people who have problems and don't know how to come together to work them out. Plain and simple. Right. Right, and but I, I think by dangerous low point they mean maybe we slip into that if we don't put a stop to it now. Uh, at least that's the way I interpret it. We got a long way to go before we're even there. So you don't yeah, think we're, we're even close? We're not even close to that. Oh no, 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 no! Now when 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 we uh, when we see the uh, when, when we see. Uh, elections genuinely having bonkers results, like you know, like you know, maybe you know less than ten percent of the people voting, but somehow ninety percent of the population picks you know picked the quote right candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. when we start to, you know that's uh, that's going to be a big thing. You know, when the you know when when these riots that you know, have happened become really widespread. When they're happening in every state, yeah, we're on. We're 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 at that point finally. We haven't slipped that far yet. Is there anybody who's sitting there thinking we're hopeless or getting there? We got a long way to go. It just gotta, you know, you know, 
buck up, talk to each other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, find our, find our center. You know, my center, I don't mean the middle politically. I mean the center of ourselves, of our souls. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just do the dang right thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Daniel. Mm-hmm. That's pretty reasoned. Um, and, and I, I think, I think he's he's right about that. Um, you know, especially when you bring up Robespierre type stuff. Obviously, we're not there. Obviously, we're not at the revolution in the streets level. Although we've got Antifa, who certainly you know could could bring that about at some point. They're trying. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. So, do we waterboard this guy? We finally got a terror suspect who's healthy enough. I mean, they say at least at this point. That he's healthy enough that we can get a lot of information out of him. Usually these guys don't want to share it. And he's happy with what he did. He thinks it was great. It's interesting because they say in this article that he was known as a genial family man. How does a genial family man go out and rent a Home Depot truck and run over 18 people and and be happy about it? And uh, and and as if nothing ever happened. I, it's just unbelievable to me. He always seemed pleasant every time I, I saw him. Nothing out of the ordinary that would seem shocking, said 32-year-old neighbor Keith. Altana Demistokova said she saw Saipov in the morning, bringing one of his kids to... The guy had a kindergarten student. What in the world, the man? What the hell is wrong with these people? I can't. I spoke to him once. I said, do you go to work or anything? Because <laughs> I never saw him go to work. Saipas said yes, but he didn't elaborate. You know, that when you just <laughs> said that, I thought, what a strange conversation to have with a neighbor. And then I thought, no, wait, I've lived in New Jersey, so that's, yeah. that's about as deep as you get with your neighbors. Hmm. Or uh, it's a little deeper than I get with my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I never even ask him that. <laughs> hey, do you have a job? Do you ever do anything? I never see you outside your house. All right, good talk. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888-933-93. is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we're talking about this douchebag in New York yesterday who uh, killed eight people and injured 15 more. And he's being described as being very happy about what he did. He's really pleased with himself. Smiling, having a good time, and all of that. And I'm thinking maybe we take that good time away from him um, with a little bit of enhanced interrogation technique. And... Uh, I I think waterboarding is fair game. Well, I, I don't consider that. Torture. We've got our moral barometer in here now, Jeffy. We got the yes. <laughs> this is if you're using this guy as a moral barometer, right. you're in deep, deep <laughs> trouble. You are so amoral that you you probably shouldn't what? even exist. However, what that, that waterboarding is. is that torture? Is waterboarding torture? Well, you know, I guess yes, it is. But what I'm okay with doing it. 
are you? Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess you would consider it. Yes, sure it is. I but, I don't think it is actually. You're just pouring water in somebody's face. So what? Uh, we do it to our Navy SEALs. I know we do, and and uh, you know I've 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 seen some. I've seen the, I've been I've been to the YouTubes. Yeah, I've you've seen been the to the videos, YouTubes, and uh, you know I've seen the videos. But uh, no, I say we, I say we absolutely do it. Listen, this guy first. A, we need to be thankful that it is, is it still just uh, only eight people? And I mean, I don't yeah, mean only, but it know, is yeah. just eight people just that eight, have died mm-hmm. and 11 or 12 that are injured or in critical 15. condition. Oh, 15 now, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, I mean, I've walked, been down in that neck of the woods. I mean, we all have. Yeah. And uh, only eight people, he could have done a huge amount of damage more than he did. I mean, mm-hmm. it's thankful. And, I, and I'm very sorry to the families that have hurt relatives. It's horrible. Um, but we were lucky that it was just that yeah. few. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I'm almost ready for some of these people to bring back Town Square. And if you, I know you. Uh, I, 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 as more as much as I keep, the more I hear about this guy, I know the more I want him to pay. I know, and you know, bring him back to Town Square. Yeah, let him throw some rocks at him. You want to talk now? No, throw some rocks at him. If he looks like he's about. <laughs> He looks like he's about to die. Give him a blood transfusion. Bring him back to life. You got anything else to say? Okay. I should have known what I was getting into when I asked the question. Yeah, you asked. You asked. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. I shouldn't have. You're right. You invited him here, actually. I should not have done that. Uh, all right. 888-900-3393. Uh, I, have, I frankly don't think it's torture, which is why I think it's okay to do. Uh, if we do it to our Navy SEALs, we can certainly do it to this dude dirtbag. Uh, 888-900-3393. Jim in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi. Thank you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, you may want to check on the Internet. I believe the U.S. government in World War II convicted the Japanese of torture for waterboarding U.S. prisoners of war. Did they? So the US, I, I'm not positive. Check it. Okay. But uh, look at that because that may persuade you. If it's yeah. not torture, the U.S. government should not be claiming it's torture to go after Japanese people. Yeah, I. You know, I don't think the Bush administration considered it torture. They they called it an enhanced interrogation technique, and and I bought into that. So now Obama was a different matter. Uh, Barack Obama obviously classified it as torture and demanded that it stop. And so Correct. presumably we did I, stop then. Whatever. Right. And I have not been able to decide on my own, but if the U.S. government is claiming it's not torture now, then whatever Japanese prisoner or Japanese captors that you uh, convicted of it mm-hmm. should be pardoned. Yeah, I'm looking into this. Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Jim. According to Thank an you. article in Mother Jones, okay. which is a hugely every, progressive... Every word is true. Yeah, right. They say, yes, we did execute Japanese soldiers for waterboarding American POWs. Well, okay. Maybe. And, you know, look. I mean, just because Mother the, Jones no, says it... But Japanese, uh, the, the Japanese were horrible uh, to us and to their yes. prisoners. Right. Uh, they were really, really bad. In fact, a good friend of mine, his father fought uh, over there for real. <laughs> it's not my it's not my island of spice story. He actually fought over there for real. And okay. he went to his grave hating them. Yeah. I mean, he there. You could not talk him into liking a Japanese human beings forever. Yeah. yeah. Because they were so horrible. 
Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm all, but on a serious note, absolutely, I did like what he had to say that if our government is saying that it's not torture, that's fine. Let's do that. It's not torture. Uh, the fact checking outfit, they write this in Mother Jones. The fact checking outfit called PolitiFact confirms that a McCain statement from 2007, dredged up recently by Paul Begala, is accurate, which supposedly says. I forgot to mention last night that following World War II, war crime trials were convened. The Japanese were tried and convicted and hung for war crimes committed against American POWs. Among those charges for which they were convicted was waterboarding. Okay. Supposedly, John McCain said that to reporters at a campaign event. If the United States is in another conflict and we have allowed that kind of torture to be inflicted upon people we hold captive then there's nothing to prevent the enemy from also torturing American prisoners. Oh, well... it's a good point, though. Well... I mean, that is true. McCain is referencing the Tokyo Trials, officially known as the International Military Tribunal for the Far East. After World War II, an international coalition convened to prosecute Japanese soldiers charged with torture. At the top of the list of techniques was water-based interrogation, known variously then as water cure, water torture, and water boarding. Hmm. That's interesting. I had never heard that story. If we, but if we think that, uh, I thought we were past, especially in war, and I guess not. But especially if we're in war, we have talked about uh, winning, fighting to win, and being done. Those days seem to have disappeared, yeah. and that yeah. disappeared right around that time because of the fact that look, if we go to war, we go to battle, and we fight the battle thinking, well, if we're nice to them, if we don't do this to them, they won't do that to us. That's mm. that's the wrong way to think. You're fighting a war. End it. And walk away. Be yeah. done. We yes. won. Put down yeah. your arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, I'm for uh, all out. If you're gonna if you're gonna fight a war, yes. you go all out and you give them everything you have, everything you have, and then you come home. And yes, you, and you leave it alone. And you don't nation build. You don't fix the stuff you broke in the war. <laughs> right. You let them deal well, with we that. We broke it to okay? let you know that yes. we're better than you. We Thank broke you. it on purpose. <laughs> now, if you want it fixed, you fix you it. You fix it. Yes. And all the people that we took from you, here you go. You can have them back. That's fine. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. You can have your people back. You know what? Those people we captured, they can help you rebuild too. Right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> I know. But that's not how we no do way, it No way. Not even close. That's not, even not how that's not how it works. And so that's why that's one of the reasons I want us to stay out of things now, because if we're I not going to do it right, we need to not do it. I know we it, give our soldiers an impossible. And they're yeah, impossible you can't pussyfoot around. You're and just they're claiming you're, that they're pulling out of a lot of places around the country. But it seems like every day we find out we have soldiers at some place new. Well, we have so, We actually have a graphic. On. I don't know if it's available, but it shows us <laughs> where all we have troops stationed around yeah, the world. It's it's. I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, we are wow. in many places yeah. right now. And so but maybe we're, we're pulling out in numbers. But, but you're right. It is at the lowest point since 1957, wow. I believe. But um, and this obviously became an issue with the Niger thing. Right. Where we're like, wait, we're yeah. where? And so now there's this graphic. I mean, we, we are. Why, why are we still in Germany and Japan? Uh, well, in South we, Korea. Yeah. I mean, we, we need the we believe that we need that for strategic implementation right for us south korea has uh i think the fifth or sixth largest army in the world let them fight their battle with north korea go ahead i know but you know we've been there and germany we're not gonna end germany's totally capable 
uh, of of defending themselves. And that's now. a check on Russia, can be argued. You know, yeah. it's I a, know. <sighs> Come on, man. Japan. There you, we go. We've got a chart. They've up got right their now. own army. They yeah, don't they have do. nukes, yep. but they have their own army. We could come home from Japan. It looks like, yeah. Silly. About 30,000 uh, or more troops there, Japan and Germany and South yeah. Korea each. Most U.S. troops overseas are in Europe or, or it Asia, goes, it goes according Japan, to that graph. Yeah, Japan, Germany, South Korea, Italy, Afghanistan, U.K. are the big ones. Oh. Italy, Italy gets you to a lot of places around the world, though. So yeah. you're based in Italy. I mean, you can go places You would think, all like, the, I don't know, Benghazi, Libya, for thank instance. You. Oh, huh. what? Within huh. an hour and a half, you yeah, could you be just, in Benghazi, wow. Libya. You zip in, you zip out. All right. I huh. mean, just in theory, like, if something were to happen in Benghazi, But what's going to happen in Benghazi, right. Libya? But you're, it would happen in Tripoli if it's going to happen, close right? by if you need to get over there, <laughs> right. hop, skip, and a jump, if. Yeah. But, I mean, what could ever go wrong right? in Benghazi, Libya? Right. I mean, that's I just... I think we, of anything. You just randomly picked a, a name I did. out of a I hat, just right? threw a name out there. I mean, we're not even in Libya, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're not even in Libya. Right. <laughs> There's another place. Yeah, I know. I know. There's another place. I know. We can wait. We can be here. We can We can join. Hi, Hillary. Ugh. We came. Yeah. The, the uh, Hillary Clinton thing. We came. We saw. He we died. We, he died. He died. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Just so be flipping about uh, executing a world leader. Yeah. That's that good. real funny. One of, the, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite cartoons from uh, uh, last night. And yes, I'm, I'm telling you that I'm looking at uh, cartoons. But it's just an animated cartoon. But it shows uh, it shows kids trick or treating, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a couple at the front door, and uh, two kids are turning away from the door, Batman and Cinderella. And there's one dressed as Hillary facing the front door, and the guy at the doorway says, "The girl dressed as Hillary is refusing to go away." <laughs> <laughs> the mom's nice touch. That's funny. That's funny. Unconfirmed. Yes, we came. We saw. He died. <laughs> <laughs> He was working with us. So bad. It really is. So bad. It really is. He tried to save himself too, man. But again, there's there's another place we didn't really realize we had CIA operations going on uh, in the midst of all the turmoil in Libya. I I don't think we knew. No way. Uh, Until until the until the Gaddafi thing. Yeah. And then we what is going on over there? What are we doing? I know. You know the Congo, Niger, Nigeria. All these, come on, what are we doing? And then the argument would be, well, do you want to fight the battles over here? Well, geez, don't give me this. Don't give me no option here. Um, I think yeah, that, that's uh, a false argument. A false argument. You're, you're setting you. up a straw man argument. No, just because we're not in Niger doesn't mean we're going to be fighting that battle here. Mm-hmm. Those guys do not have the resources to be here. And that's just like arguing Come on. 2008. Well, it could have they been don't have the resources, the but, but if they uh, raise money from uh, the king, mm-hmm. uh, sending over here that's uh, found lost money of mine and stealing money, I'm falling for the king uh, email. Or uh, they come, <laughs> they, you know, that's possible they could raise enough funds to get here. I or they come here prince. on the I think diversity. It's, just, it's a Nigerian trade, prince. The diversity. Uh, uh, diversity visa. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Oh, yeah. I see. I mean, but again, that's a straw man argument. I know. But, I'm, just, but, I'm just messing around, teasing. But the uh, you're right. It was the uh, prince. They may have moved up to king today. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just a different template in your <laughs> inbox. No, but it's like literally, we've gone from just pissing off the rest of the world to under Obama. 
empowering and arming the bad guys. Oh, we're guys. still paying like, for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, for sure. forever. Oh, we're still paying. That's going to. Woo. Triple eight, 933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. 888-900-3393. Talking about the scumbag yesterday who ran over eight people, killing them, injured 15 others, and by all reports is quite happy with himself about it. I'd, I'd like to see us uh, change that. And I'd like to see us change that with enhanced interrogation techniques. Not torture. I'm not talking about torture. I'm talking about enhanced interrogation techniques. Because we finally got a guy who survived one of these attacks. He didn't blow himself up, didn't get killed in the in the aftermath. And so here's a chance to get some maybe some real information about ISIS and other planned attacks. And uh, you know, if you make him feel uncomfortable in the meantime, oh well. That's too bad. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really agree to torture, but is waterboarding torture? We actually got a call from somebody who who reminded us about the uh, uh, Japanese soldiers who were tried and convicted for torturing American soldiers, and one of the techniques they were using was waterboarding. So in World War II, we certainly con- considered it torture. But today, our Navy SEALs go through that technique. So, I don't know. Can you consider it torture when it's something we actually put our own troops through? I don't know. Uh, John in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Love you guys. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, how many of our um, people or, or, or military do we put through trials of, like, pulling their fingernails out? Like. Uh, none. Waterboard. Yeah, exactly. Right. Water, waterboarding <laughs> is tough. Yes. But how many how many people has the US government killed through waterboarding? Uh zero. None. Yeah, and like our marines are called leathernecks because they had to put leather around their collars to prevent their heads getting chopped off. Right. I don't think that being bad to guys that are trying to kill us is like a crime. I think we just need to, you know, be realistic about it. I do too. I I agree with that, John. Appreciate the call. I you know I just feel like um, there are some things that you that are enhanced interrogation techniques, and there are others that, like you said, pulling fingernails off, bamboo shoots under your fingernails. Those things are torture, and and I would not advocate that. The things that that John Kerry talked about in the Winter Soldier hearing. Mm. Um, you know those those were in those were torturous. Uh, for instance, when he said this, they had personally raped, cut off ears, cut off heads, heads, taped wires from portable telephones to human genitals, and turned, turned up, up the power. power. 
cut off limbs, blown up bodies, randomly shot so at civilians, raised villages, villages in a fashion, fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan, shot, shot cattle and dogs for fun, poisoned <laughs> food stocks, and generally ravaged the countryside, countryside of South Vietnam. Vietnam. Uh, but it uh, deserved to be ravaged. Look at how it was dressed. Right. Uh, you know, all of that <laughs> stuff, it, it, taping telephone wires to their genitals and turning up the power and then shocking them, mm. that's, ter- that's torture. That's a torture technique. But the things that we've done to people where you have them stand for a long period of time, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's called being a, a grocery store clerk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. that's, I work at a department store. I'm standing for a long period of time. That's not torture. When you put somebody in a naked pyramid and have a dog bark near them, <laughs> that's not torture. It's, I mean, that, those, were, those were silly times. And, and, you know, we don't have to go back to that, but there's got to be something we can do to get information out of people other than just asking them nicely to tell us. Would you pretty please, with sugar on it, tell us what you know uh, about future terrorist attacks? We'll, we'll, give you a, we'll give you a Snickers bar if you do. I mean, what? how do you get information out of somebody? You don't. You don't. You have an attorney standing right there to make sure that you don't. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And by the way, uh, when we're treating them, as if they were American citizens protected by the U.S. Constitution. You can't do anything with them without a lawyer present, without reading them their Miranda rights, all of these things. And I, I sure hope we're not doing that with this guy. Yeah, We and, better not be. And, and, and here's how absurd it has become. I recall during the war in Afghanistan that there was a funeral. There was a funeral for a Taliban leader where lots of other Taliban leaders had all gathered to pay their respects. And we had a, 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 a plane flying overhead that had the ability to drop some ordnance on the gathering of the Taliban leaders. But we weren't allowed to because that just wouldn't look good. In the international scene, that's just not going to play well. That's crazy. If that's how you're going to fight a war, then don't fight a war. I, that's just, it you, was ridiculous. Yes, you have no business being there if you're not going to prosecute the war in such a way that you're willing to... Uh, Break things and kill people. If you're, if you're trying not to do that, then you shouldn't be there. And, of course, you always want to avoid as many civilian casualties as you possibly can. We've always done that. Well, except in World War II. We didn't necessarily do it then. But since World War II, World War II we've tried to diminish any civilian or uh, any non-combatant injuries. But sometimes it's just not possible. And sometimes they use these people as human shields. And so things happen, and you're going to have to have the stomach for finishing the job. And unless we're willing to do that, we're going to continue to be attacked like this. There's, there's going to be more and more of this. I mean, look at this guy. He's excited about what he did. He's happy about what he did. And if he could, he'd do it again. And so I think we need to nip it in the bud and uh, we need to find out everything we possibly can from this dirtbag. Trump seems to be flirting with the idea of sending this guy to Gitmo, by the way. <clears throat> well, uh, is that still a thing? I mean, I, literally. I, I guess it is. Do we, we obviously have some empty cells now. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they cleaned that out. But before he left, Obama 
didn't he just about empty out? Pretty much. Gitmo? Mm-hmm. I think he sent hundreds home, and there were just a few prisoners left there. And the prisoners that were left were having ice cream socials every Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it would melt a little bit before they got to <laughs> well, the then, actual cell. But then they got their lawyers involved, yeah. and they made sure it's that like the ice cream like, was frozen a little bit harder right. before they received right. it. It's a, it's a little soft. This is torture. Where's my attorney? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we laugh, but it's, it's almost, almost that, that bad. insane. It's almost that bad. Mm. It really is. And, you know, it... We're going to have to make a decision at some point. What are we willing to do to win this war? Are we willing to prosecute it in a way that is going to end it? That is going to kill terrorists dead and end this thing permanently? Or are are we going to try to be nice about it? Because you can't be nice about it and fight a war. It, It just doesn't work that way. And if you're a Christian, you know that that's not how... The chosen people in the Old Testament fought wars. They weren't nice to people. They were told, in some cases, to go into these cities and kill every living thing. Everything, including the cattle and the dogs. I mean, they killed everybody because they were told to. Why? Because it had gotten to that point where it was better for those people to go away than to continue in their sins. That's why. So, I mean, we, we need to... We need to reevaluate ourselves here. Uh, 888-933-93. Use that number again tomorrow when we will be back. Um, Meantime, I want to also tell you before we uh, leave today about the 2017 Mercury One Ball and Raffle. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's still a bunch of raffle tickets available. They're $100 each. You could win a 2017 GMC Canyon pickup truck. Mm. It's all coming up. It's the M1 Ball American Cowboy November 18th here in Dallas, Texas. For information and tickets, go to mercuryone.org slash m1ball. That's mercuryone.org slash m1ball. We'll see you there. And we'll see you tomorrow here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.